0: Every December, we hear a lot about giving. No matter what you're celebrating this holiday season, you're sure to be inundated with messages of spending time with loved ones, giving thoughtful gifts, and giving back to others. These are the things that make December the most wonderful time of the year, right? Well, according to science, giving actually does make us feel good. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Conrath, Associate Professor at Indiana University who researches the science of empathy and generosity. Sarah will explain how giving makes us happy and how it brings a bunch of other benefits too. Plus, she's got some tips to help you get and give the most this holiday season. Sarah, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. This, is very, this feels very timely um, because most of us have this understanding that giving time and money makes us happy. And I when I was thinking about this concept, my mind went back to like holiday stories, stories about Scrooge and the Grinch finding joy when they become more generous. But there's actually
1: science that backs this up. What does it say? Well, actually, what's interesting is even if we have like stories in our culture that that share sort of the true meaning and the joy of giving, like when you actually ask people directly, which one will make you happier, like receiving money or... Giving it away, Uh, actually, most people are like, "Yeah, definitely receiving it." They think they're going to be happier when they receive it. Um, But when you actually test that and you you give them a chance, half of them a chance to give away money versus get money and keep it for themselves, um, you actually find that giving makes them happier. So it's it's kind of a bit of a. Some people might know themselves well and have self awareness that 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 giving makes them feel happy, but on average, you know, most of us just don't really understand. Like we think that receiving feels better, but not necessarily. Yeah. I mean,
0: I can see how people have that assumption, um, but I mean, it, it. I think that we all have some general understanding of the joy that comes with like making others happy too, or being altruistic. So uh, that's great that science has also shown that that's correct. So your research actually looks beyond just like the personal joy that giving gives us. It's also looked into some other benefits that really surprised me. You found that giving makes people both more popular and more attractive.
1: Can you share some more details about those studies? Yeah. So one of the studies was mine. Um, I'll talk about that one first, but uh, the study on attractiveness, we call it the good looking giver effect. And what we found and documented in a few studies, uh, with different samples of people, is that uh, people who give in various ways, whether it's volunteering or uh, helping or giving money, those people are rated by others as more attractive. Now, the important thing here is that other people don't know whether they gave or not, so they're just looking at the person and saying, "Huh, how does you know hot or not? Is this person attractive?" And separately, that person has filled out a questionnaire answering uh, some questions about what they've, what type of giving behaviors they they do and of course because we're scientists we control for all these other things like it's not because of their age or gender or how rich they are all the other things that might make people seem more attractive or more likely to give. Um, so it's actually kind of a neat effect and we kind of think of it part of your beauty routine might be to you know not only throw on your lipstick but also maybe you should do some something nice for someone else.
0: <laughs> I love that. I love that. And then uh, the other study uh, is about how popular people are.
1: Yeah. So those, there's lots of research on this topic. It's uh, kind of there's social benefits to giving. So one study that I love was not done by me, but um, the other researchers, but they followed or they asked um, preteens to either do three kind acts or to actually uh, just do three new things that week and they followed them over time. And then they later on talked to their peers and they asked sort of like, how likable are these people? How popular are these people? And what they found is that the young people who did the kind acts ended up being rated by their peers as more popular. So that's kind of interesting because it goes against that myth of like the popular mean girls. And it's actually the nice kids who are getting the attention. But even when we're, even among older adults there's been research that has Uh, Follow them over time uh, when they're volunteering, and they found that people who volunteer uh, end up gaining more friends. They 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 increase in their social networks over time, whereas people who are not volunteering um, are actually decreasing in their social networks when they're older adults. So it just shows you that this is kind of a lifelong way of being connected to others and being you know having friends. And I like I want to say one more thing here because it's really I think this is a really exciting like. Area the social benefits of giving because obviously when we're giving we're giving to others right so so that's the whole point of it but um, when it comes to dating I'm, I'm really interested in what happens there and the research finds that like the number one thing that both men and women are looking for is kindness they want to see they want to have a partner who who's caring and generous and then when you follow single people over time the research finds that people who are more generous at the beginning when you follow them over time, they're more likely to get into a relationship. And then in relationships, the more generous people have more satisfying relationships. And like that goes into just sort of many different areas of their connections with others, but they feel more connected. They have happier uh, friendships and they have happier romantic uh, relationships. Wow. Okay. So I think that's, Really cool.
0: I love that little bit about, about dating. And it kind of makes sense too that like if you're getting out there and doing things, um, you're gonna meet different people as well. So uh, that's really interesting. Um, And at at the risk of sounding like an infomercial, that's not all. Um, There are also some physical benefits to giving as well, right? I mean, when we first spoke, you
1: said that volunteering could actually make a difference in your life expectancy? Right. Yes, exactly. That's actually one of the most established findings in in this research is that volunteering is associated with what what we call like a lower risk of mortality. So less likelihood of dying in older adults. Um, But even in young people, there's a Canadian experiment actually, that was done at University of British Columbia that um, that had some uh, high school students volunteer for a few weeks and then other students didn't volunteer, they were just in the control group. And what they found is that the, the young volunteers actually had uh, more physical health benefits within a f- uh, the short period of the study. Um, so it shows, and it's just cardiovascular benefits. So it shows even among young people, um, there's physical health benefits that happen very quickly but as you as you age, of course, you're higher risk of for many health problems. Um, so one positive health benefit is from volunteering. It's just, I think, partly because you're meeting new people, you're uh, less stressed out when you're volunteering, and you're also getting some more physical activity. So there's many different mm-hmm. benefits of volunteering that can help you live longer.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I, as a copywriter at heart, I really feel like there's a great line in there about um about giving, being good for your heart, literally. Um, So that's, that's really cool. It is. Um, So, so look, like all of this sounds really great. There are so many benefits of volunteering or giving money. Um, And so let's say that I've decided, yes, I want to, I need to do more of this in my life and reap all these benefits. Do you have any guidelines to
1: optimize my generosity and what I get out of it? Yes, I do. And, and actually, I thought about these guidelines during the pandemic because um, a lot of people were, you know, the giving behaviors changed quite a bit. Well, a lot of us were at home and we were trying to think about how do we help others who are in need right now or friends and family as well. And so I reviewed some research and I came up with a vax that we can all take to to increase our giving uh, to make to make our, to have a more joy of giving. So it's literally what it sounds like, well, sort of, it's not V-A-X, it's V-A-C-C-S, and I'll go through each of them. So there's five ways you can maximize your joy of giving. Um, So one is just variety. So just like you don't want to eat like the same meal every single day, um, we also need variety in our giving. So make sure when you're giving, you're giving to different people in different ways, you're kind of changing it up. Um, and kind of adding some spice and interest in the type of giving activities that you have in your um, constellation of giving. Um, the second, the letter A is for attitudes. So I've found, and other people have also found this in their research, that having an altruistic attitude, so giving because you care about the other person or the recipient, or because it's important you know, to help, those, those are the people who are actually experiencing the most benefits of giving. In fact, in my work, I followed older adults over time, and I found that uh, those who said that the reason they volunteered was because they cared about others, they actually were the only ones who were less likely to die. So if they said that they volunteered because maybe like other reasons, like they want to get out of the house or any other personal benefit like that, those are all great reasons. But those people did not actually experience the physical health benefit of volunteering. So it's only for those who are focused on others when they're giving. And so if you wanna maximize your benefits of giving, just you know, think about others and how you can help them. So that's the A, that's the A. And next is the C, there's two C's. One C is for choice. Now, I think a lot of schools have mandatory volunteering programs and sometimes you feel like you have to give, you're obligated to give, but the research shows that if you're required to do it, I mean, this is kind of a no duh, like it doesn't feel <laughs> as good when someone else tells you what to do, so. Right. Yeah, so you're you're being voluntold. Exactly, (laughs) voluntold. So that's not good for people, um, for people's well-being. And people feel much more joy when they are choosing something that is meaningful to them. And that, you know, basically they get that that choice. So for those of you who are uh, thinking about volunteering programs in schools or maybe even your work for a nonprofit and you're thinking through how do you make your volunteers happy, giving people choice will really help with that. Uh, The other C is is. Um, is c- being concrete. So this is kind of interesting because I think a lot of times we want to give because we want to help, we want to make others happy. We want to do these big things with our giving. But in reality, like that's it's really hard to do the big things like I can't make you happy like that's a huge thing. but I probably could do something to make you smile. So thinking about our giving in terms of small concrete goals that are attainable and the research finds that when we can give and it and we can meet a small goal when we give, it makes us feel happier than when we're trying to make a change that's basically impossible or very difficult to measure or, or notice. And so that's, uh, and now we're at B-A-C-C. Okay, so the S, social. I love that. I, I always like the social stuff. I get excited. <laughs> but, but the research shows that when you give uh, with other people, that actually maximizes your joy of giving. As an example, one study uh, found that the volunteers who were working with others at their volunteer jobs had double the happiness um, from volunteering compared to those who just did kind of behind the scene tests. And there are many other examples of you can imagine that, um, you know, doing things with friends together or maybe uh, deciding to make a a joint holiday present as as part of your office, doing it together. That actually helps people feel happier. So there are there are pretty simple techniques you can use, and just be more mindful of the ways that you give. Um, and I think it's okay to feel joy when you give. I mean, I don't think it makes it selfish at all. I think it actually, like, I think mutually beneficial giving is really healthy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a a really good perspective on
0: giving, and and a very, um, I mean, re- realistic one. I love the I love the. Point about choice and how uh, volunteering or or giving should be a thing that uh, that you choose to do, um, and the social stuff makes me excited too. I mean, I can totally see how um, giving in a group would be more would feel kind of more fulfilling um, as well because uh, I can see how it would um, fulfill some of like our social needs in general mm-hmm. of making friends and um, and being part of a group. So uh before we finish, I think it's important to know that these benefits don't just come from giving on like a, a larger scale, I guess. So, so giving money to charity or volunteering with a nonprofit, those things are really great and they bring lots of joys Um lots of of joy and health benefits, but these benefits can also come from more individual acts of generosity, like maybe helping out a new friend or giving something really special to a loved one. And yeah. since it's the holiday season, uh, do you have any guidelines about
1: what makes a good gift uh, to someone? Yep. Um, there's research on this too. There's, you'll find out <laughs> there's research on everything. <laughs> that's what we <laughs> What uh, at least scientists like to believe that. But um, yes, there's, um, y- you're right that any type of giving uh, can help, uh, can make you feel good. And it, it doesn't have to be through a nonprofit, although that's one mechanism. Um, but you can give to friends and family members. And of course, during the holidays or for birthdays or other types of special occasions, you you give gifts. And I don't know if you're like this, but I know that I struggle with like going, how do I... How do I get a gift that this person will really enjoy? How do I make them smile? Things like that. But really, it's hard to it's hard to know, right? So there's my kitty on my lap, just in case I Think anyone's wondering if I have a tail, that's not my tail. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I struggle with that too. And and there is some, there's some research. So one suggestion is to um, you know, actually, you know, do what Santa does. So Santa asks the children to give him a wish list, right? And he then picks something from the wish list and he gives he gives that gift to the children. And the children usually are pretty happy about that. And, and that back, that's backed up by science. So good, good work, Santa. You have it right. So just ask people for a wish list and just, you know, say, I still want to surprise you, I want to delight you, but like um, give me some hints about what you might like. And the research finds that actually recipients really appreciate that. They actually want. You know, they want to know to get something they've asked for. But unfortunately, the givers, what we think is like, oh, no, 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 we have to read their minds. We have to be creative. We have to do something different. But it's not about us. It's about them. And that's what giving is really about. It's about the recipient. So definitely check in with them. And you can ask directly or you can just find a wish list, uh, ask for a wish list. I mean, there's different ways to do this, but people really appreciate it. Another thing that givers believe is that if they spend more money, the recipient will will like the gift more. So we often kind of get into this spiral of like, oh no, I've got to like spend as much as possible. And then, you know, and then January comes along and we're like, oh wow, credit card bills or whatever, right? So we have to, but but in reality, when you ask recipients, like wh- what they like, if I, we find out in research that that actually the amount that is spent is not correlated at all. It's not related to the appreciation of the gift. So what recipients are saying is, it's not about the money. It's actually about the thought. So spend some time thinking about this, make it meaningful, make it about the connection between us. And that's what really matters. And there are ways to do that actually without spending money. Um, I love the research that looks at the difference between giving um, experiences versus giving material objects like things you can hold and see. Um, And that research, many studies show that, it's actually more beneficial to give an experience. The way I talk about it to my kids and my family is, um, what memory would you like? (laughs) Like what memory are we gonna have or make together for the holidays? And my kids get to pick, for example, something neat that we can do together. It might be going to a special event. Um, I mean, of course you can spend money. There's (laughs) sometimes things like that cost money, but um, it might be that we create a song or a poem for each other, a piece of art. We might maybe make a special dish. There's many different things you can do that don't cost money or, or if they cost money, they're really more about time and thought um, and creating some, something positive together. So the research shows that people, recipients like it more. They actually feel happier when they receive an experience. Also the givers feel happier. And most importantly, the two people together feel more connected and bonded from, from having experiences together. So I try to make it a practice um, to to give an experience whenever possible. But also, um, you know, my kids still want to see a stocking. So they get like they get something little, they get little things, but they really just, you know, they often kind of talk about like it's kind of neat when we're like out in the community and they're like, Do you remember when we did this thing um for for our holiday present? And just kind of I think it lasts longer. Like, I don't know, parents out there probably know can relate to me, but Giving a kid a toy, right? Which is kind of cool and fun to see them open the box and then there's a toy, but then like the same day, that toy is off in the corner somewhere and they've forgotten about it and they never play with it again. <laughs> kind of oh, for sure, yeah. Or or it's they do play with it until the new one comes around, right? Exactly. So mm-hmm. you know, um, I think the experiences like they last a lifetime. Uh, they will always be part of memories and um, kind of family history. So for me, that that is working well, but. But, you know, there's everyone's different. I think the most important advice about giving is it's not about you. It's really about the uh, the other person who's receiving. So whether it's a nonprofit um, and and giving them what they actually need, an unrestricted gift, or whether it's um, a a person and and making sure that your friend is getting what they actually asked for. Like, that's the most important part of giving. And when we give in a way that is good for others, it's also good for us.
0: Right, so I mean, it really is the thought that counts. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, I'm I'm really glad that that you could come on today, Sarah. Uh, I've learned so much um, about philanthropy, and also um, you've actually made me rethink how I'm going to go about holiday presents uh, this year as well, specifically um, presents that our our office uh, we get together and give to a, a family um, that, that, we, uh, that we're assigned. So um, I, I'm definitely gonna approach those gifts differently and also um, just giving to my friends and family as well this year. Thank you so much for coming and sharing your expertise with us. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's Meg. If this episode got you in the giving spirit, you might want to celebrate Giving Tuesday. Every year, the week after Black Friday, people join in this global movement of generosity, giving back to the communities and organizations that matter most to them. Before we go, I want to encourage you to join the Giving Tuesday movement. Think about the causes that matter most to you and explore how you could give. And if you want to participate in Giving Tuesday at U Waterloo, there's a link you can follow in the episode description. U Waterloo Alumni Podcasts are produced and hosted by me, Meg Vanderwood. Aiju Chow is our editor. Aju and I are both alumni and staff at the University of Waterloo.